I love being from Kansas. I love being from the plains. I love biking out in the country and seeing like the beautiful wheat and the sky and the, the thunderclouds and the blue. And like, I feel like really connected because I spend a lot of time outside. Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Live podcast. My name is Landon. Our first sponsor today is Erica with Midwest Fresh Homes. If you hadn't noticed, the housing market is hot right now. It is the definition of a seller's market. That brings up the question, is now a good time to sell? Head over to MidwestFreshHomes.com and get your free home valuation today. Our next sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. We recently did a favorite coffee bracket challenge on Instagram and Twitter. After hundreds of votes, Il Primo came out as the winner for both brackets. Check out Il Primo today. Today's guest is Jennifer Strong McConaughey. Jennifer is an author and endurance athlete. Her book, Go Far, How Endurance Sports Help You Win at Life, comes out on September 28, 2021. You can pre-order it today and find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or locally at places like Watermark Books and 8th Day Books. We talk about how to find fun in everyday life, how to make the most out of Wichita, and her experience competing on five of the seven continents. Enjoy my conversation with Jennifer Strong McConaughey. All right, this is Landon with the Wichita Life Podcast. I'm here with Jennifer Strong McConaughey. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Landon? I'm doing well. Can you just introduce yourselves to the listeners a little bit? Absolutely. I am um, a lifelong Wichitan, and I, I did leave a little bit to, to kind of go to college, but I live here. I work here. I have a family here um, all about Wichita. I actually like Wichita so much. I kind of wrote a book about it. Um, in, a, in a way, um, I, I have a new book coming out in September. It launches on September 28th, okay. and um, it's during pre-sales right now. So if you hear about me talking about it and you're like, oh, I got to buy that, you can buy it today. You can order it today, but it officially launches in September. Um, and so the book is called Go Far, How Endurance Sports Help You Win at Life. And it is um, some stories of, of my adventure life. I, I grew up doing triathlon and running all around the Midwest. And then I got into ultra running um, around the world. I've done an ultra run on five of the seven continents and wow. I started mountaineering and distance swimming across oceans and that kind of thing. So the book is about all of those crazy far endurance activities, but it's also um, a, a lot about growing up in the Midwest, growing up in Wichita, uh, how I trained from the middle of the country to go climb <laughs> super high mountains. And it's kind of about using what you have around you and, and finding the fun in everyday life and, and finding, discovering things. And so because I live in Wichita, it's really about um, what can you do here? What can you make the most of? And I've been lucky enough to kind of uh, travel the world and write about it, but also live here and, and find the fun and find ways to train and ways to in, enjoy living in, in some place that a, a lot of 
professional athletes uh, I wouldn't choose to live in. And so that's that's kind of fun. Um, so I'm a, a big life lifelong Wichita fan. Um, and I kind of wrote a book that, that kind of talks about some of that too. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. So just we'll go back to the beginning a little bit more. Um, where did you go to high school? And then where did you go off to college? Absolutely. I went to North High okay. um, and I, I grew up in the Riverside area um, mm -hmm. and I still kind of live pretty close to that in between the two rivers. So mm -hmm. uh, I like to like to do all kinds of adventure activities in and around those. And um, then I went off to Kansas State University, okay. K-State. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a lot of running and swimming in high school and on club teams. But at K-State, I actually walked on to the rowing team. Okay. Um, because I wanted to be a division one collegiate athlete and yeah. I was kind of done with, uh, the mm -hmm. running and swimming. Um, I thought so at the time I actually, mm -hmm. I actually got back into that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to try a new sport and I actually kind of, um, had grown up, you know, seeing people do regattas. There was a frostbite regatta mm -hmm. that would happen every year on the little Arkansas river. And I would go down and watch that with my dad. And I was just really inspired. And I decided that I wanted to, um, be a, a collegiate rower. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I went and did that and, and that kind of rowing and paddling experience, um, helped me do some, some really crazy things and get into whitewater kayaking and distance paddling and adventure racing. So it turned wow. out to be a really great experience. And I, I have living by the Wichita rivers to thank for some of that. Yeah, absolutely. So what you took a little break from running then doing rowing, what got you back into running then or when and why did you get back into running? Well, I actually did a lot of running for rowing practice. Actually, we did um, the days that we would have to run and occasionally we would go swim too. Mm -hmm. I loved those days and I was actually really <laughs> good at those days and they were my favorite days. And I'm like, something is wrong here. Like, um, I'm not actually enjoying the rowing days. I'm, and mm -hmm. I'm like winning the triathlon, you know, we would have team triathlons and I'm like winning those. But then the, when it comes to the rowing, like it's just way too, it's not naturally easy mm -hmm. for me. Um, like some of these other things are. And so I had done iron kid triathlons as a kid and my family had traveled all over the United States um, competing in wow. those. And I thought, you know, why don't I start doing more triathlons? And at the time I, um, I started kind of teaching group fitness and stuff in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends that, that were kind of in the fitness industry, uh, they were doing triathlons. And so I started doing a lot of triathlons as, as a college athlete. And I got into adventure racing at the time. Okay. Um, and I would do, you know, all, all summer, I would go and, and just race um, with kind of some of that and, and explore yeah. the South and the Midwest and Oklahoma and Texas and Arkansas and Georgia. And, and it was kind of a fun way to kind of travel within the United States and compete. So. Yeah, for sure. So what, I guess what constitutes an adventure race? Is that like the Spartan races and those type of ones or are they other other races? It's kind of pre-Spartan race. Sure. So you can think of like a Spartan race as maybe kind of like a mini adventure race. Okay. Um, but adventure races all started with the Eco Challenge in, in the 1990s and they okay. were multiple days, usually in a really remote place. Mm -hmm. And the thing with adventure racing is that it's multi-discipline. Mm -hmm. And so in a triathlon, you have three sports, you have swimming, biking, and running. But you know where you're swimming and you know where you're biking and you know where you're running and you're on a fixed route with a fixed distance. Right. Um, adventure racing, you know that you might do uh, your core sports, um, which are mountain biking, mm -hmm. trekking and running, and then paddling. So those are kind of your three core sports, but you have to use orienteering, map reading, map finding, compass and bearing finding to know where you're going. Wow, that's incredible. 
It's so cool. It's a really fun sport. And so um, in, in the 90s, the, the Eco Challenge really introduced that to the world. Mm -hmm. And then into the 2000s, some other brands and areas got big adventure series. And you have these really great adventure athletes um, that are just multidiscipline powerhouses in all these different sports going around the world. I have friends like that did races in Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. and Sweden and these insane, crazy places. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got into that later in life, um, but I, I love them because you are, you're out in the wild and you have to know how to read a map and read mm -hmm. contours and you have to know how to navigate. And so you're learning a new skill. And so it's not always Can't just pull out your iPhone. Right. This is pre iPhone. Right. Right. Yeah, this is, you know, you, you, you had to rely on those at road atlases <laughs> with some contour maps, um, road atlas to find out where you're actually going to, mm -hmm. um, and so you also have fixed ropes um, that are like rappelling and mm. you know, the triolean traverse where you're um, that all those kinds of things. And so I would do sprint distances, but I worked my way up to doing longer and longer ones. Um, but it was really fun and it really got me thinking differently um, about what was possible to do in Kansas and how to train. And, and I ended up kind of writing about some of those early inspirations. Uh, yeah. Like, look of you know it you don't just have to go out and do a 5k you don't just have to go out and do a set race triathlon adventure race um and racing kind of had that like sort of wild and free spirit um that was less structured and more kind of like uh well you might be able to go and do the distance but if you go in the wrong direction you know there's like an added element of right right Okay. Um, and you mentioned uh kind of growing up uh you your family would travel were, were they traveling for you or they were they also competing in some of those triathlons yeah they they pretty much traveled for me now yeah. we have a group of swimming friends and triathlon friends um all the kids were doing them and so the okay. parents cool got yeah. into triathlon as well that's awesome um, yeah so it was fun so the kids would do them and then like at the end of the summer we'd all go watch our moms and dads do a race very cool yeah um, so what, what is the I actually was just watching the Olympics are on right now. Yes, um, yes. So we're in the end of July, um, 2021 right now. And, uh, I was watching the triathlon and we, um, we watched that tonight too. <laughs> it was, I think I was watching yesterday. Who was it? Norway or somebody won. Um, but anyways, so can you just give kind of an idea of the scale of like, how far are you swimming? How far are you biking? How far are you running in a typical race or just kind of a rough idea of what that might be? Because I tried swimming a couple of years ago and I got maybe down and back at the YMCA and I was done swimming. So can you give an idea of what scale those are on the triathlon? Sure. Yeah. And swimming is definitely, it's, it's a great full body workout. And um, yeah, if you haven't done it for a while, it can <laughs> feel it real fast. Oh yeah. So the, there's all kinds of different distances you can do. There's a sprint triathlon, which is a great way to kind of get, get introduced to the field. Usually that is um, about a 500 yard swim in a pool, um, you know, a 12 to 20 mile bike ride, which is, you, you know, a couple of hours mm -hmm. and then a 5k run. Okay. And so that's usually how people jump in. And then that's not uh, too bad. Yeah, it's doable. It's hard, but not impossible. Yeah. And, and some, yeah, it definitely is doable. And then when I was doing triathlons, you'd have short course or long course. So you could kind of do like a longer version of that. Mm -hmm. And then you do have the Olympic distance. And so that is, is kind of almost a sprint compared to like a half mare, a half Ironman or a full Ironman. Mm. Um, and so it just kind of um, in an Olympic distance, I think it's like a 54 mile bike. I, I don't know. I, I, sure, and like a sure. 13 mile run, but that's other, I might be getting that confused with the half 
um because it's yeah. been a while since i think it's i know it's like a 10k uh it's a 10k run okay um so you have <laughs> ways to build up and and but also like you know if you're doing an iron man that's really a distance training and so you're going to train differently where if you're an olympic triathlete and you're doing the olympic distance mm -hmm. like you're going to almost be sprinting in in those distances and so it, it's kind of I mean, it's a really great question to ask. And I haven't had anyone really ask this because within triathlon, it really depends on your distance. If you're approaching the whole race is, oh, it's a sprint and I can do this in under an, an hour or two, right. or I'm going to be out there for 17 hours Right, right. Um, versus an advent adventure race where you might be out there for an entire day or mm -hmm. multiple days on end, mm. um, or even going into like, you know, ex stage racing and expedition type racing. So sure. Sure. There's, there's so many more ways to build and and, yeah, and, yeah. and my dad has done you know even further things than that as far as like skiing to the north and south poles wow um, on those those ideas of like there's just always more to do right right, right. no kidding that's crazy um so you mentioned you have competed on five of the seven continents um was there one continent country terrain that was hard like the hardest you've experienced or are they all hard in their own ways and it's kind of like a mental game I, I think they're all hard in their own ways and so that's kind of the beauty of it and part of the way that I chose races is that um, I would try to do something different so when I went to New sure. Zealand I was running through like it's almost tropical South Pacific type yeah. of like lush rainforest. And so that's a completely different experience than running in Iceland through um, sulfur and geysers and geothermic steam and this like <laughs> otherworldly moonscape um, and lots of high altitude. Well, almost all of the races do have high altitude. Mm -hmm. um, I, I talk a lot about um, one of my favorite ones just because it's so iconic is is running um, for five days in the deserts of Namibia um, with this dark rustic uh, like orangey sand um, and it's just contrasted with absolutely nothing around you in the bright blue sky and the, the bright orange sand um, it's kind of an image that stays yeah. with you for a while it's like Mars or something it, it is it really is so, so you know especially when you're not in cities um, because all of these races take place in the middle of nowhere it seems mm -hmm. like you really are kind of one with the elements um and and speaking of that you know swimming um i swam from europe to asia uh doing the hellespont uh the dardanelles strait and so that's another kind of um otherworldly experience because you're in the middle of the ocean um swimming and uh it's it's beautiful and scary and wonderful and thrilling. yeah it sounds uh exciting but very very terrifying especially as somebody that i can float and i can swim a little bit but definitely never swam close to uh, any amount of distance so are there like rescue boats going alongside you guys there or? are and okay. they make a big deal about the rescue boats but i can tell you landon that uh when i was swimming those rescue boats they, they seemed like a lot at the start but by the time everybody like right spreads, spreads out, out yeah like they were too far away to do any kind of rescuing right me. so i right. had to have a moment of, of truth there of like that right. you know that you can't rely on the rescue boats here <laughs> right 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 um, that reminds me, you probably haven't seen this movie because it's very obscure, but it's called Gattaca. Have you ever seen that movie? I'm sure my husband. Has. Okay, so we, we watched it in high school, like biology class, like multiple times a year. But uh, there's a scene there, basically the premise of the movie, we're going a little off track. But uh, the premise of the movie is there's these people that are like normal people, and then there's genetically altered people. And so there's these two brothers that one of them is genetically superior to the other one. And so he's like 
better at everything, better physically, everything. Anyways, the normal brother beats him in the, the swimming race. They'll swim out in the middle of the night and they'll just swim as far as they can. And the other brother quits before he does. And so then they come back and the regular brother wins. Um, but he asks him later in the movie, like, how did you do that? And he said, I never saved any for the way back. And so he was just going until he couldn't yeah. go anymore, which was kind of yeah. pushing himself back past his limits, which that just reminded me of that kind of going across an ocean or wherever you're going is kind of crazy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, I'm, I've always kind of like, I always try to save something in the tank sure. because the, it inevitably, like you think that you're done and then you're not. And so, right. you know, always like some of my like rules for expeditions, you always have a little bit of extra water, always have a little bit of food. Right. right. And you have to learn how to like, not, you know, if you're doing a sprint race, you have to learn how to sprint with everything you've got. But if you're doing these distance things, you, you know, I've done races where they've told us it was going to be 12 miles and it ends up being 20. And then you've oh, got man. a wow. bus ride in a country where you don't speak the language and you don't have any food, you know, like, right, right. You kind of learn the hard way. And, and, you know, maybe I'd be in better competitor if i did you know didn't always save a little bit but i've also oh no, sure yeah that makes sense I try to have a little bit extra because right. yeah yeah so are, are you running any of these with like a, a partner or anybody else or are all of these or majority of those solo i i've traveled to a lot of these events with my dad okay um and or some other friends um that i've, I've trained with and hiked with and that kind of thing but you know when you're actually doing the race a lot of times you know you are are alone um or you know when you are on the mountain you might be climbing with a team but mm -hmm. you know you're, you're kind of doing it alone so sure. it just depends um but it, it's nice to have you know a, a group of people or another person that you can train with and discuss gear with and and that kind of thing but also sometimes it doesn't work out and you have a goal that you want to go do and so you right, just right. spend a lot of time in your own head <laughs> yeah so are you still actively competing I, I am. I, I'm doing a lot. I've just had two children in, sure. in two years in the midst of the global pandemic. Um, <laughs> so we like to do family adventures. Yeah, that's uh, fun. Kind of design our own because of our time. Um, yeah. And so we design kind of what we want to do with the time that we have. And then mm -hmm. I talk about that a lot and go far in the book um, because you, you don't have to you feel like you have to, you know, do the, 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 the city marathon. Like if you want to go run a marathon, like you can, you know, go ma run a marathon tomorrow in your right. own back, you know, you can make your own route kind of thing. So that, that whole, like, um, you know, doing that is a great experience, but when you've kind of done that, you can kind of think differently and kind of build your own adventures. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna, as far as our, what I'm training for right now, we're taking the family hiking in Colorado. So nice. we've got two, two kids in backpacks and um, that is, that's hard to do in Kansas <laughs> on the flatland. So right. we, have, we have been trying to work our way up for that. And I've got a, a big paddling. I've done, you know, when I, I've done a hundred mile bike, like a century bike ride um, and I've done a hundred mile run. And so I have some other things that I want to do. Um, some other sports that could kind of mirror some of that. So, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. But, uh, with the last year and, and pandemics and that and kids, it's like, it's kind of like we have a lot of ideas, um, but right. we've staying focused on on local doable things right. um, part of you know one of my messages of like you know yeah. if you can't if you can't get to the race just do do what you can so that you're right. still you know doing something sure um so pre and post kids i guess because it is kind of two different things uh we also had our little girl during the pandemic so i know how that goes um yes. uh, but around wichita 
how, what are some of your tips? Um, what are some of your locations for hiking or kind of making your own adventure around here? You mentioned you live near the river and Riverside, which is one of the best areas I think around here to do that kind of thing, but where else do you kind of recommend and what do you have to say about that? That is a, a great question. And, and I, I love to run on the bike trails by the river um, because I, I am living central that you can use uh, the city trails and the streets and you can go 20 miles in basically any direction. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you think about downtown Wichita central core, if you want to run east, there's a really cool rails to trails uh, trail, the Redbud mm -hmm. Trail, yep. um, and it, it kind of starts officially further east, but you can take some some uh, routes through the city to kind of get there. Um, same thing, if you want to go west, you can go west um, on um, and on another like rails to trail and, and mm -hmm. you head out to Belle Bel Plaine, and and that's a 20 mile run, and so that's that's a really good training run. Um, you can also kind of do the thing, the same type of thing, if you want to go north or south along those Arkansas River bike paths because um, mm -hmm. they go quite a bit in each direction mm -hmm. um, and you can kind of you know where they stop you can kind of find a find sidewalks and kind of build build routes around it um, so that is really fun and then you know once you've kind of done the, the four compass points you can kind of start branching off and saying you know I really want to run that 20 miles or bike that 20 miles to East Wichita but I might need a Starbucks on the way so <laughs> sure. kind of snake around or yeah, yeah. You know, whatever a Gatorade or an iced tea or something at a, mm -hmm. you know if you're actually running. Um, so you can kind of build some of that in. Um, and we have a really great um, uh, biking trail system. And and in, since the years that I had done a lot of bike training, we'd had some new trails. And so for my 38th birthday in May, um, I actually created this eight sports and eight days um, okay. kind of event. So again, it wasn't, it wasn't like a competition event, but it was still sure. an event and I still committed to it. And I showed up every day at different times a day, depending on my family's schedule mm -hmm. um, and did eight different sports. And Very so um, on the weekend, when we all had more time, we did a 38 mile bike ride um, around Wichita, but it wasn't just a random 38 mile bike ride, we circumnavigated the city's central core, wow. um, kind of connecting a lot of these bike paths. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's a lot kind of in Southeast Wichita, there were some ones in Northeast Wichita that I had never done. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm actually a fellow in the Royal Geographical Society, okay. um, which is um, the kind of the governing body out of the UK. A lot of famous explorers and adventurers through time have been um, involved in that. Very cool. And so um, part of that is that I like to study maps and I like to create routes and I do expeditions and write about them. And so I'm not just, you know, going out on like a prescribed trail. Um, yeah. Part of that, like map building and route finding um, plays into that like geographical side. Um, so that's an idea too, is like, you know, like where you are in Wichita, you know, get out some trail maps. Um, Bike Walk Wichita is a great resource. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can kind of circumnavigate uh, the city if, if you want to. And of yeah. course, you know, kayaking on the river. Uh, we actually live on uh, the Arkansas River is a part of a national um, water trail. And mm -hmm. so um, a lot of uh, the rivers in Kansas um, are private, um, go through private land. And so they're not always paddable mm -hmm. um, for long lengths of time. Um, yeah. But we have this great natural resource um, with the uh, Arkansas River Water Trail. And that you can take that. Um, you might not want to take it from Colorado because uh, unless you're in a raft, but you can take it from, uh, you know, upper Kansas down down into uh, the, the Caw um, Valley or Caw Lake uh, yeah. down in uh, Oklahoma. Wow. That's really cool. Okay. That's yeah. very cool. You kind of, uh, you don't just do the sport itself, but you kind of take that even more adventure aspect of it and look at the maps and circumnavigation and everything. That's really cool. 
yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun hobby to do, but it's also, it's, you don't have to be a crazy athlete to do it. You can just sure. be uh, somebody that wants to enjoy the outdoors and have fun with your family and, you know, as a safety, as long as you pr- practicing safety, you know, always having your life jacket and your yeah, yeah. light and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any inspiration, uh, I guess, ultra race inspirations or individuals, um, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts this was kind of the inspiration for this podcast, like the Tim Ferriss podcast and so forth. Um, and so like Amelia Boone um, is, has been on Ferris a bunch and like David Goggins has a book. that's a really good book and inspirational. Um, is there anybody like that that stands out to you? Yeah, there are so many great people um, in the industry and uh, my publisher, you know, they're a big fan of Rich Roll and, and yeah. David Goggins. Um, and I um, luckily have had um, some endorsements from some really big um, ultra running p- uh, people in the community. Um, they've given me recommendations on my book. Um, so Dean Karnazes, um, which is really kind of an ambassador of the sport of ultra running, he mm-hmm. He kind of uh, did like in around 2005, 2006, the 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days Mm -hmm. and really put ultra running on the map. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was. And when I started doing races, every single person asked me if I'd heard about him and if I'd read his books. Um, And he has actually reviewed Go Far and has given um, a a quote. And so we've connected. And that has been absolutely amazing um, because it's somebody that I have admired and looked up to. Um, and as, as, as a, an athlete and a competitor and as a writer. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's been great. Um, Jennifer Farr Davis um, hiked the Appalachian Trail and mm-hmm. got a fastest known time. Wow. And she, uh, she's also an author of several books and she um, reviewed Go Far. Um, Travis Macy, um, he was on. So like recently we kind of had a comeback of the Eco Challenge Adventure Race on uh-huh. Amazon world's toughest race okay um it's a series of this adventure i've heard of the series yeah i haven't watched it but yeah i've heard of it so good it's in fiji and i watched it with my husband and i just like um talked about i got so energized i talked about all the sports and the strategy and the tactics and travis macy was actually on that and he is a, a competitive adventure racer worldwide um i'm he actually uh, you know gave the book a review too um and i've gotten connected with him and so you know hearing about these athletes reading about them and then getting them to read your work and connecting with them i mean that has been so amazing yeah um, so those and, and i also have some connections of some you know british explorers that have explored some of uh, Amazon. Um, and I, I have a, a, an adventure racing friend that I met in Namibia. She's from South Africa. Um, she wrote the foreword for my book. Um, and she's an author and she started a kayak company and she's raced um, all over the world as well, doing all kinds of inspiring things. And she's really good at orienteering and navigating. So mm-hmm. having that community of inspirational people um, has been wonderful. And, and I think, you know, with Instagram, I get a lot of inspiration from that, um, seeing people who are out doing things. So if you're looking for ideas, that's a great place to start. Sure. Um, and just, you know, following your interest, which is kind of a theme that I talk about. And that's, that's kind of how I get motivated or how I stay inspired is I follow my interest. And it doesn't just have to be you know, running every day, a lot of um, cross training. I'm really big into cross training. And so, you know, when, when Wichita had a circus class where you could do the silver hoop to Lyra and learn sort of acrobatic moves on that, you know, I thought, oh, well, that sounds fun. And it's actually really challenging and really hard. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, The super fun. And so you're training and getting your fitness in, but you're not always, you know, just pounding that pavement on a run or something. You're kind of ways to to move and exercise and be outside and, and try new things and that's right. kind of what what i'm like trying to encourage people to do 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm excited to read the book because I know uh, the David Goggins book, I was listening to the audio book and I don't run a whole lot, but for the week after I read or was listening to that, I was running like three miles every couple of days, three to five miles. Cause I'm like, man, this is just kind of pumping me up. Get me, if he can run that far with no training, I can go run a couple miles. And I'm just excited to, to read your book. Well, thank you. Yeah. I I'm feeling the same way when I read other people's work, I get, I get inspired. I'm like, you know, it's hard for me to run too. You know, I'm like, I don't want to go, I want to do it, but I don't. And then, you know, when mm -hmm. I read something inspired, I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. So it, it's fun. It's fun to have those resources mm -hmm. um, and those tools and, and hopefully sure. go far can be that for people. And especially for people in Wichita, the Midwest, because a lot of these things are, are, are written from people that live on the coast and everybody kind of knows that. Right. And this is a, a viewpoint of like, Hey, you might not know this or you might take it for granted, but like we have a lot of really cool things um, to, uh, to discover and explore mm -hmm. as well. Right. Um, so what type of person should read this book? Is it just the ultra marathon person or who, who would you recommend this book to? Anybody who wants to live life more adventurously. So if you are looking for ways to train, if you're like trying to get outdoors and have ideas, this book is for you. If you want just some sort of, some kind of inspiration, um, you, if you wanna hear stories about running around the world, because I have some really fun, exciting stories about running across the Grand Canyon and, and deep swimming through the Baltic Sea um, in Sweden, you know, in some sort of ridiculous running outfit, a <laughs> cut off wetsuit and, you know, freezing cold water. So the stories are really fun, but I also kind of outline an approach of like how you can take sort of the ideas and the inspiration behind all of this and the tactics and do mm -hmm. that in your own life, starting with whatever works for you. You know, if you've just had a kid and you want to find ways to go out and hike too, like you can take these, uh, these methodologies and apply them as well. Awesome. So it's really for everyone, but particularly people that are, are interested in being active and um, being, uh, looking for ways to have adventure and explore and, and have fun. Cause that's yeah, very cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, and just real quick, while we're talking about it, when does this come out again? The book Go Far How Endurance Sports Help You Win at Life comes out officially on September 28th. Mm -hmm. um, and it's on Amazon right now, you can go to watermark and pre order a signed copy. Mm -hmm. It's also available at eighth day books locally, and then um, anywhere online. So Barnes and Noble, mm -hmm. lo locally or online target. Um, Penguin Random House online. So lots of options. And of course, I always recommend, you know, shop local first if you can, but if it's just easier for you, sure. um, so hit that Amazon button too. It's it's there. And the cover um, is going to be coming out really soon. So I will be sharing that with people on my social media pages. That's awesome. kind of the big buildup. Um, and it's been exciting for me too. So yeah, cover cool. comes soon and official book release uh, in September, but it can be pre-ordered now. Cool. Yeah. We'll share all the links to kind of where people can find that in your social media and everything. Um, is there a plan for an audiobook? I don't know how the publishing industry works. Are you planning on doing an audiobook yes, at any point? Yes, we hope to have that. It, it will be available as an ebook. Um, okay. at first, and we hope to have an audiobook option. As Very cool. Well. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so writing a book, what, what is that like? I can't, I mean, I write a newsletter and I write a blog every now and then, but what is it like writing a book? Did you have any experience writing before that? Well, you do a great job on both of those, by oh, the thank way. You. So thank you. Thank you. Those weekly deadlines and that content gathering is, is a difficult. So I have, I have a writing background. I've always okay. loved to write. Um, I have a journalism and PR degree and I've worked, um, 
in Wichita for 16 years in advertising, marketing, and PR at a local agency. Okay. Um, and I've worked for over 200 brands, clients, organizations, not just in the Wichita area, anywhere mm-hmm. from regional, national, international. Um, and so I've written anything and everything. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and at some point it was like, okay, you've written literally for everything <laughs> else. Let's, let's delve in and try to write this book after, after I had my daughter, because I wanted to yeah. make sure that I could still run. And, you know, after you do have children, you're like, right. am I ever going to even want to get on a bike again or want to, you know, or is this right, just going right. to be like never again? And, and so I, I, I did, I, I really um, enjoyed like that mental um adrenaline and endorphins even more after having children um so that was kind of the impetuous of like okay i i I did it i can do it let's write this book but let's not just make it about stories that i've i've done and where i've been like let's help other people um and let's share because people will always ask me well how how do you do this you know you work you're kind of a normal person you live in wichita kansas like how are you going to namibia and running through the desert for five days in 120 degree heat um and so i have tried to share sort of some of that how yeah well i'm excited to read about how that is that's crazy um i just have one more question uh before we move on to some questions that i i ask everybody that i've kind of cherry picked from some podcasts that i like um but i I mentioned amelia boone um on the tim ferris podcast and she does has kind of a strange routine or like kind of a little uh, quirky thing she does at races and she eats pop tarts as kind of her uh thing she does to keep her going and uh other people would start copying her because she was winning these races and beating a lot of the men and everything do you have any weird uh routines or quirks or anything like that between or before or during races i I probably don't but i anyone who knows me probably since forever, I always have water with me. And so I'm just a huge, mm-hmm. like, I mean, especially if I'm traveling, like pounding that water, um, that's, that, that might honestly be to the extent that, you know, even before people were even carrying water bottles all over the place, yeah. like I've always been a water bottle person. So I would just say, you know, I love the water. I love being in the water swimming. I'll kind of get in any water. I constantly spill mm-hmm. it all over everything. So, <laughs> you know, maybe there's just like the water element. Um, sure. Uh, how much water would you say you drink a day? You know, I, 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 I it's, it's a lot. I, I try <laughs> too not much to, to keep track of. I, I'm not one of those people that, you know, is marking off my gallon, but I have a, a thing I refill in the fridge and I get annoyed that I have to fill it up so often. So okay, fair enough. Well, that's probably a uh, good to be on the side where you're not like, Oh, I got to drink another quart today or another liter or whatever. You, you just keep drinking and that's probably yes, for the better. Yeah. 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 So I, you're, you're, you're getting your, your water in as well. So I have to, yep. (laughs) When I'm talking. Um, all right. So these are some questions that I ask everybody. Um, and so if you need to take a second to think about it, um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I didn't give you these beforehand, but, um, what is something that you often recommend to people? It could be a book or a podcast or anything like that. Um, well, this isn't either of those, but I am a big uh, fan of getting up early. Okay. So if you're looking for ways to achieve your goals and um, succeed and, and, and get stuff done, get up early. Okay. How early do you get up? As early as needed. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite failure in any aspect of your life? Um, certainly I have, I have lots of those, um, ones I don't even really want to talk about. Sure. Um, but I think that part of the message is that, everybody has that um, and they go through challenging and hard times. And so 
for me, finding endurance sports, that's what helped me mm -hmm. uh, deal with those things. And it continues to today. Um, and so that has been really running and swimming and training has been sure. a really powerful um, influence in my life to, to kind of help with that kind of stuff in life that happens. So mm -hmm. certainly, certainly yeah, absolutely. any of those. Um, what is your definition of success? So success is being good at, at what's important to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a certain amount of time, being able to run 100 miles or compete in really long races was successful to me. Um, I Or, you know, when I was a kid, being able to win the local 5K. But now, I mean, I think that changes as, as you grow up and you get older and, and that's okay for it to change. So now it might be just being a really good mom or a really good uh, partner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at sometimes when you're, you know, hustling and working hard, maybe it's being really good at your job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I it's, it's being good um, and feeling good about what, what is important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me about a life motto that you live by. Or what is some of the best advice that you've ever received? So my life motto is actually um, part of the book's name. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of fun. Um, so it's, it's going to be on that back cover. So it's run long, which speaks to my endurance mm -hmm. running, climb high, which speaks to some of my mountaineering experience, which we really haven't even talked about. And then swim deep, because again, that water, and then go far. Um, and so that life motto that I kind of have adopted, it turned out to be the name of this book. So that's uh, uh, kind of symbolic. And, and in the book, we I kind of break down, um, you know, go far. It, it's not just about running long or ad adventure races. It, it, it has to do with um, some mental and spiritual and emotional mm -hmm. states of being as well. Yeah, kind for of sure. Multilateral, yeah. multilateral approach. That's really cool. Um, well, I guess while we're here um, and you mentioned that, can you talk a little bit about the the mountain experience and that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I kind of have a fun story. So um, when I was 12, I climbed the highest mountain in Australia wow. uh, with my parents, um, which is it's just kind of like a hike. It's Mount Kosciuszko. Uh, but it is one of the seven summits, um, especially, you know, if you're if you're counting actually land masses. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of my dad, an example of him really kind of building that base of getting mm -hmm. me into these crazy things real early. Yeah. Um, and so the other mountain seven summits that I've done are uh, Kilimanjaro in Africa and okay. then Mount Elbrus in Russia, uh, which is, you know, really different. That's real mountaineering because it's completely, uh, it's a glacier. So it's covered mm. in snow and ice. Wow. Um, and so it's not like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, Colorado 14ers, that's like hiking. And then the mm -hmm. next kind of step is like mountaineering, which is, you know, it's kind of similar to like, you know, road biking or mountain biking or uh, trail running or road running. Hiking is one thing. And then mountaineering requires a lot more gear and training, mm -hmm. really specialized training, sure. um, really specialized tools, lots of safety for avalanches and crevasses and kind of being roped together and traveling along ferratas. Mm -hmm. Um, so learning, learning some of that stuff um, to be able to go places and do it, uh, you know, is, is almost, you know, running is fairly simplistic, right? I mean, right. unless you're in a desert run with five days of food and water and gear, I mean, that gets right. that 
get really complicated, but um, I, it's kind of one of the reasons I love running and swimming because they are rather simplistic mm -hmm. as far as what you need. Um, but then mountaineering is like the complete opposite. You just need everything. Right, um, right. Learning those systems and, and, and processing that was part of kind of part of the journey as well. And now, um, you know, I'd love to go climb in Colorado and, and this summer we won't do a 14er with the kiddos, but we will definitely <laughs> push ourselves with hiking with uh, little ones um, and, and we'll build up you know, right, right now we might not, that might not be doable, you know, with, if you're trying to do a family vacation, but that is okay because we have time to build up and, and grow right. and add, add to add, add and take away as needed. Right. Very cool. I'm glad we went off on that little tangent. That was a cool story. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, so you mentioned getting up early, so you can go with that, or if you have a different answer, but what is a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? Well, one of one of the things and I talk about this in the book is um, and I think it's so important because we have so many distractions right now and that is stillness. Um, because for me, you know, it's listening to that, listening to the, the universe or that higher power, um, listening to nature, connecting um, with the world and like um, praying or meditating yeah. or that kind of focusing that kind of thing. Um, we have so many distractions and so many things going on and so many things coming at us. Um, a lot of times when I'm driving, you know, I do love a podcast. I do love music, but sometimes I just find that I need that stillness or even mm. when I'm training. Yeah. Um, so that is something that I try to, uh, even if, you know, I'm doing chores around the house or just, you know, my husband likes to joke that I just like silence. Um, and <laughs> I do because I find that that is how I think through problems and achieve goals and meditate. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say don't, you know, take uh, media in, but, you know, find that time yeah. to just listen and, and absorb and, and kind of be still. Sure. Uh, I'm definitely going to take that advice because that is, I, I think I fill pretty much any silence with content. So it's probably not a good thing. So I'll definitely take that. Whether, I mean, if I'm driving, I'm listening to a podcast. If I'm at work, listen to podcasts. If I'm doing the dishes, watching a YouTube video, listen to podcasts. So yeah, I think that's something that a, a lot of people can apply. I think I'm not alone in kind of the overconsumption of media or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's not always easy. It's sometimes it's hard, um, but just trying to do it a little bit each day is helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I just have a couple questions. Uh, these are kind of Wichita based. Um, so what is your favorite part of Wichita or what is a hidden gem in Wichita that you like? Um, well, I recently did a little collab um, with my friend Vanessa of One Delightful Life. She has a, a little Wichita blog, and mm -hmm. I talk about places that I like to run or bike um, or paddle to and get treats. Um, mm. So I'm kind of like a reward-based person. I mean, maybe <laughs> you can play my Siberian Husky, who's very food and reward motivated. Mm -hmm. um, so anywhere that I can go and like have like a really good... Um, like smoothie or cookie or that kind of thing. So some of my favorite places, um, I really like J Ray's at New mm -hmm. Market Square for like cook, like cookies. Um, I like um, Coco Dolce. I mean, they used to be local, but now, mm -hmm. but they just do a really good job of branding. And and yeah. I love I love a quick trip iced tea, right? Um, mm -hmm. So these things are kind of, I don't, these are kind of food-based and kind oh, of cheap. Great, yeah. Watermark has delicious sandwiches, Tanya's Soup Kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the point is, is that 
you you don't just have to drive like and i think downtown has gotten so fun of like you can scooter yeah. you can walk you can bike you can pack a picnic um central riverside park is glorious and beautiful and huge and it's always been fun and it used to they have to have a little zoo there and they mm -hmm. still have some like i love the historic structures and i love the the parks um like outdoor amphitheaters so kind of like you know a walking tour of like exploring old parks you know that's yeah. really on um, yeah. and there's several books and references out there and that kind of thing so again like i i love the history of wichita uh, the eagle used to do some really great reporting and now and now we kind of have those same people in different areas of town that are resources there's you know old photos and some yeah. books and stuff available so i think like finding those kinds of things and reading and studying um, and then you can like once you understand the history of a place then you can kind of know like where you're coming from. Midtown is also super fun. I took mm -hmm. uh, Parker on kind of a, a driving tour of, of, of a, a hidden little place. Um, some of these historic houses that used to have a Midtown walking tour. I don't think they did with, with the pandemic, but you can go kind of go into these houses, these old um, Victorian and different mm -hmm. style, Queen Anne style houses. It's so fun because they're right here in Wichita and they're yeah. old neighborhoods and you just learn so much and you can kind of connect with like the city's history and past, which sure. makes you more proud and more you understand your sense of place rather than just like randomly hanging out in a suburb um, that doesn't like anchor you to anything. So right. like yeah. learning, discovering, reading. Um, so I like my hidden gems are those kinds of things. Yeah, I love that. That's very cool. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't or what would you improve about Wichita? Well, we've gotten so much better in the past few years, but you know, the walkability and the bikeability, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've worked downtown for 16 years and um, I would always do bike to work day and it was like harrowing, right? Uh, <laughs> things have gotten a lot better, um, but that that is super important for any, and, and, and I think they're doing better too with yeah. the suburbs. It used to be like, you know, I one time I tried to walk from like the Target to like the East Warren and there were no sidewalks. Right. Um, and I think this is like 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, and it was just a disaster because I like just gotten home from Europe and like eating outside and walking everywhere. And I'd I'm like, no, I'm going to yeah. make it work in Wichita. And like, it just did not work. Work. but things have changed and they've gotten better and so I think when they are building and designing like they're really playing into like outside areas um yeah and again this is like reflective of like okay so I was running through like um Oak Park Riverside Park and like a hundred years ago outdoor amphitheaters outdoor pavilions everybody was outside and it's taken our society almost a hundred years mm -hmm. to like come back to the fact that like okay so we were all outside and then like we invented air conditioning and malls and everyone forgot to go outside and now a hundred years later we're like reconnecting and being like hey right. we should design some outdoors places again so right yeah that's a great I'm point think about when i'm running around wichita and i'm always trying to run and explore wichita all the different yeah. areas parts of the city um no i'm not trying to hate on suburbs i love running in suburbs because it's like calming and relaxing so mm -hmm. um I, I just like yeah, to, for sure. Well, for sure. Are there any uh, areas that could use a connection path, walking or bike path, or any areas that are missing that kind of thing? Yeah, there are. Um, I, I mean, I have several ideas. I don't, I don't really want to, you know. No, we don't have to get into. It. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, I know that like historically, I feel like things are very like east and west, but like north and south, like have some really great resources too. Mm -hmm. um, and especially that Arkansas bike trail like, has a really great 
route south. Um, so kind of, you know, like remembering like not to forget our north and south sides as well. Um, and you know that there's that downtown core, but sort of the areas around yeah. the downtown core. I mean, I work a lot in public health and we're always trying to um, focus on on connecting and, and, and resource building and that kind of thing. So um, those are, of course, areas I would say, hey, let's let's build up these um, yeah. because they connect to the city. Right, right. Um, just one more question for you. What does Wichita mean to you? Um, well, I mean, I can't talk about Wichita without talking about the rivers, right? So, um, you know, I, I, I kind of just, I see like the vision of the flag, right? And some of the symbols that mean home. So Wichita, of course, means home to me. Um, and I think of my home being between the two rivers. Um, and I also just think of like, I, I love being from Kansas. I love being from the plains. I love biking out in the country and seeing like the beautiful wheat and the sky and the, the thunderclouds and the blue. And like, I feel like really connected because I spend a lot of time outside thinking in that stillness about what it means to be a Kansan and be connected to um, to the earth and, and our natural heritage and that kind of thing and, and be from the plains um, and that kind of like pioneering westward uh, like self-reliance like um, history kind of thing so I'm mm -hmm. really connected to that so that's kind of a long answer but no that was fantastic that was awesome that was uh, one of the best answers we've had actually so right on. Um, <laughs> Jennifer thank you so much for coming on um, I'm excited to read your book go far how endurance sports help you win at life um, September 28th and I'll link up everywhere Amazon um, as well as the local places like um, eighth day and watermark um, and make sure people can get their signed copy um, maybe get some people to pre-order um, again thank you so much for coming on I enjoyed it and maybe we can talk again soon after you have some more adventures and some more tips and tricks on how to uh, do adventures with family absolutely thank you so much Landon yeah have a good one you too thank you again to everyone that listened to this episode of the Wichita Live podcast if you enjoyed please rate and review our podcast on whatever app you use if you have any recommendations, please reach out at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again.